You're listening to another episode of the Zagger Kersob here. Excited to be joined by Tanisha Harris from the 2021 Chicago chapter. Excited to catch up with her, hear what she's working on professionally, hear what she remembers about her 21 NLC experience. Thanks for tuning in this episode. Let's get to it. All right, Tanisha. Yeah, so we're about halfway through the Institute experience for the 2022 fellows. You obviously had a very unique one being a 2021 fellow doing NLC in the time that you did. What do you remember about the experience looking back at it? Um, I remember the great people that I got to meet. Um, The networking opportunities through NLC are tremendous. And I have met some wonderful people that I still talk to today. And did you know folks who'd done the program prior to you signing up? Or was it actually kind of a whim and you ended up really enjoying the experience? How did it come to be? I was actually um, nominated to join. So my supervisor, when I worked at the Illinois Environmental Council, had nominated me. And also our executive director and him had both done the program before. That's great. Well, I'm glad you brought up the work that you're doing. So I was curious, looking at your background and some of the things that you're up to, how do you explain what you do for a living to folks? Well, I currently work at Action for the Climate Emergency. It is a nonprofit that works with amplifying young voices within the youth climate movement. And I am the Associate Director of Communications and Partnerships. So I do any media opportunities that we get go through me. I prepare people, especially young people, um, for media opportunities. And I work on some of our coalition building work. So are the young people that you're interacting with and talking to, are they optimistic about where we are in action? Are they really pessimistic? How would you describe the mood these days? <laughs> um, I would say some hope with a little bit of nihilism. Um, okay. Young Climate activists are really undergoing some climate anxiety, which is a campaign that ACE recently launched called Let's Talk About It. <clears throat> yeah, so um, climate anxiety, ego grief, ego anxiety are all kind of terms for negative feelings that are associated with the climate emergency mm-hmm. that we're seeing happening. And we see uh, there's research that has actually been conducted about that, and you see an uptick of things like depression, anxiety, or PTSD after a large natural disaster, such as a hurricane. Um, and we are we have had young people in our network reach out to us saying, hey, I'm suffering from climate anxiety. Do you know what I can do? And so we launched this campaign called Let's Talk About It to destigmatize the talk about it, normalize having conversations about climate anxiety, and really um, providing resources to young people that need them the most. And so is that conversations between young people about their own anxiety or is, or is that sharing that with, with adults that, hey, I'm actually really anxious about this. Why aren't you doing more structurally to change things? Like who are the conversations geared to try to change minds on? So um, it's a little bit of both. We are, we're encouraging young people to talk to other young people in their space. Um, we're in the youth climate movement, but we also are, are partnering with some uh, mental health services who are better equipped to handle the more urgent needs than, you know, ACE would be. And so we have built out a coalition of wonderful partnerships with young youth climate organizations, but also, I guess, non-youth climate organizations or adult organizations that are willing to help see this campaign through. And then as far as the specific, I guess, action items on a climate agenda, what kind of things do you feel like young people are most excited about tackling? Is it uh, kind of taking people out of cars? Is it reliance on fossil fuels? Like what tends to get people the most fired up to try to change? 
I would say ending our dependency on fossil fuels and preventing any additional fossil fuel infrastructure from being built, making sure that we're seeing um, one of the campaigns is now or never. And so that's helping to get a, a climate emergency declared all across the nation. And with that, holding politicians accountable. So like once you have that climate emergency declared, now you need to take action on the climate crisis. And we want to see policies put forth that are going to move us towards a renewable, sustainable future without leaving anyone behind. And are there other countries that have really strong youth movements that folks should look towards? Or is that a pretty nascent industry and, and kind of movement scene all the way around? What is the story like globally? Yeah, so I'm sure you know about Greta Thunberg. Yep. Um, yeah, so she is a very inspirational person in the youth climate movement. She is not from the U.S. Um, we saw global youth climate strikes around this time last year, or um, maybe in 2020, in which, or even 2019. I'm sorry, I don't remember the year, but we have seen that this is not nascent. It's something that young people all across the globe care about. And you can find a youth climate activist almost anywhere that you go. That's great. When we come back with Tanisha, we'll talk a little bit more about her work on climate justice. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Zag. We'll be right back. Yeah, Tanisha, being in comms and working on the different campaigns, some of them that you've mentioned, you know, a lot of our NLC alums are, are in advocacy work as well and are always kind of thinking about the best strategic uh, strategy when it comes to communications and getting their message out. What kind of advice would you give folks about what to do to have their campaign get a little more notice and attention? Yeah, social media is your friend. We <laughs> engage a lot of our young people through social media and it, using language that resonates with other young people. So you want you have to have your issue for your advocacy campaign connected to what a person's day-to-day -day life might be like. And so um, but also there's a storytelling aspect to it. So while facts are always great, and as a former scientist, I will always love great data, I also know that there's a personal aspect to um, having people resonate with your message. And so having that storytelling piece, having language that resonates with your audience, and then finding platforms that actually host, uh, house a lot a lot of audience of young people is kind of how you're going to get your campaign out there to <clears throat> and attract young people. As someone who works in the climate space, I know that really young people just want to be heard and listened to. And so I know that when I'm, I'm working with a young person or like myself, I, I make sure that I'm listening to their story and I'm finding the best way to amplify what their experiences with the climate crisis. Um, and then also being like, okay, now once you have that story and you get them fired up, here are ways that you can take action. Here are spaces that are cultivated just for you as well. So you also need to create a space for a young person to feel like they're welcome, they're included, and that they're going to be taken seriously. And then do you see any significant differences in platforms? So I think Snapchat and TikTok tend to be the ones most associated with young people. Does that turn out to be true in your experience or is pretty much any social media platform, if used well, like you just described, going to get about the same result? Uh, TikTok is definitely an amazing platform for connecting with young people and Instagram is an amazing platform mm. for graphics or very short videos, but we do have a lot of engagement with TikTok. Discord is also another space mm. that Ace uses. 
Yeah. Um, and especially when we're gathering young people, uh, young people don't really like Zoom. <laughs> and after the two years of the pandemic, we can't really blame them for that. So uh, TikTok, Instagram, Discord, really good platforms. Yeah. Well, if folks want to support your work, what's the best way they could do that or anything you want to point them towards to check out resource-wise? Yes, they should go to aspace.org. You can find out all about the Action for the Climate Emergency Organization, and you can go to our donate button and help us fundraise, especially with this being Earth Month. So it's a great time to donate to an um, environmental organization. Wonderful. We'll put that information into the episode description. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Zag. Make sure to cast all past episodes that have been put up in, man, three years that we've been up, but a lot have gone up in the last couple of weeks. Catch those in all the places you grab your podcast. Make sure to follow us for all the latest updates on our Instagram account at The Zag Podcast. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.